What is contentment? It's simply a state of happiness and satisfaction. That seems to be a state that most of us would like to be in most of the time. All right, guys, welcome to the Clove Hearth podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about how to find contentment with and in your home. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, we live in an age where we're always consuming, always, always seeing new stuff. We're always seeing, you know, these beautiful magazine ready homes. And I think for those of us who are maybe newer to homemaking, homesteading, that sort of life, it can be a little bit difficult to feel like it's something we can do when we're not living in a cute old farmhouse that was built in the 1800s. And we have all these super curated, beautiful vintage pieces throughout our home, right? You might live in a builder grade cookie cutter home that was built in 2016, right? So when you're constantly seeing a certain look, a certain aesthetic with this sort of lifestyle that you might be wanting to get into, it can definitely be really easy to feel a little bit down and just feel like, hey, maybe this isn't for me because I can't go out and do all these things. I can't make my home look like this even if I really want to. So we're going to be talking about getting to the root of discontentment and practical tips on how to be content in your home and with your home at its current stage and at any stage it may be in in the future. So to start off today's episode, I want to give you guys a little bit of a personal story, some personal feelings, just so that you can better understand my perspective and I guess just where I'm coming from with everything we're going to talk about in this episode. So A little background on my living situation. I live in a brick ranch home that was built in the 60s. And I love our house. I really, really do. We have a unique story of how it happened. Um, It was actually the first house I ever sold as I started my real estate career And I became really good friends with these clients. We're still friends to this day. Um, And about five months after they had lived in the home, they said, hey, we need to move. You know, this isn't really working for us anymore. We need a better commute. And we, we would like something that fits a little bit more in our budget. And so they were definitely not in a position to sell and break even or make any money after living in it for just five months. Um, But the current house that I was living in um, and had intended to purchase and then flip or keep as a rental and then purchase, you know, a good normal house for ourselves. Um, Unfortunately, that did not work out. Um, because my landlords at the time 
unfortunately owed more than the home was worth, but it actually had a lot of issues, um, which is why it would have been a great flip if we could have gotten it at the right price. But unfortunately, the numbers just didn't add up. Uh, my landlord couldn't afford to fix everything that was going wrong. I mean, it was really bad stuff. Like the floor in our laundry room was collapsing and it was right where our washer was. So every time I had to do laundry, I was like, well, today is the day I'm going to end up in the crawl space. I'm just going to go right through. So it was, it was some pretty serious, um, issues and it needed a lot of serious work. Um, but anyway, that didn't work out. So when they came to me and they were like, Hey, you know, we want to move. What can we do? I was like, I will be your renter. I will rent this home from you because I fell in love with it when I showed it to them. Um, I love the location. I love the house. I just loved everything. So that's how we ended up where we are. And um, yeah, it's a really great brick ranch home. It's up on a hill. We have like just shy of two acres. Um, it really is a little slice of heaven that I love very much. Now, with that being said, there are a lot of things I want to change. So this home had sat vacant for years. I don't know exactly how long. I just know that it was a long time. And then a real estate company came in and flipped it. So doing what most flippers do, they really just took out pretty much all of the charm that you would expect in a 1960s ranch style home. Um, they gave it a super modern kitchen, which I do love. I do love the kitchen. Um, it's huge. It's great space, lots of cabinets, but it's a little bit cold and doesn't fit the house. So there's a lot of things I really want to change in the kitchen. Um, we really want to refinish the wood flooring because most of the home does have original hardwood floors. However, they're not in great condition. I can tell that the flippers just, I don't even know what they did. Honestly, they probably just like restained them and sealed them, but they did not repair. They did not actually repair any of the pieces that are, you know, missing or super spread out. I mean, there's holes, like there's very large um, cracks in some of them. So there's a lot of things like that that I would just really love to have done correctly. And I really don't like the color of the floor. So I'd love to refinish them to something that fits us better. Um, and yeah, just, just little cosmetic things like that. There's really not not a whole lot. Um, we have been able to do a little bit like painting. Um, it was a house where I think they just gathered up whatever random jugs of paint that they had left over from previous projects and basically gave every room a different color. So, um, most of the house is like a yellowish tan, which I 
cannot stand. It makes my skin crawl. So we've slowly been swapping the tan and painting it a really nice light green color that we picked out. Um, but there are still a couple big spaces that are still the tan that we've got to get painted. Um, so yeah, just little things like that. Um, when it comes to furniture and decor and little miscellaneous things like that, I can say that most of our house is from Target, a little bit from Amazon. And then when it comes to linens and things like that, I did get a lot from my grandmother. Um, and so I do have a lot of cute vintage and antique linens and things like that, which I love. But the rest of the house is very much um, Target and Facebook Marketplace and just <laughs> devoid of any character, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it can be overwhelming at times because I am very much someone who loves old things. My ultimate dream is to live in a home built in the 1800s, even 1700s, um, if we move up, you know, more north. But um, yeah, I just, I, I am a lover of all old things. I love old houses. I spend my free time looking at old houses. I love looking at the different styles, the different eras. Um, and I just really can't wait to kind of implement those things into my own home. Now, with all of that being said, my point is it's very easy to look around at our own home and just be overwhelmed with the amount of things you don't like or the things that you want to change that you wish you could change um, and, you know, compare them to what you're consuming on Instagram, on Pinterest, in magazines, on Facebook, on TV shows, you know, whatever it is that you're watching and looking at. It can, it can be a quick way to get you feeling a little bit down and that's never a good place to be, right? So my biggest advice is to, number one, when you are looking at, you know, an Instagram account or maybe you have some favorite bloggers that you follow and you see their beautiful curated vintage homes, I think it's easy for us to see the finished product and think, wow, they you know, they purchased this house, they curated it, and it was ready to go from the jump. But that is not the case. Um, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was either Farmhouse on Boone, a guest that she had, or maybe Old Fashioned on purpose. One of, one of those two, cause I was, I was binging both of them <laughs> yesterday, but one of those two had a guest on, um, I will try to go back in my history and find it so that I can link her in the show notes. But anyway, I was listening to the podcast and she was speaking about her home and 
how she likes to go thrifting and how she sources all these vintage um, finds and how, how much time it can take. And she made a really good point about it took them, I think, from when they very first started doing, you know, the vintagey thing to their current home. It was like a span of eight years. Eight years, she was, that was her mission and her goal. That was what she was actively working towards creating. And, you know, she makes content and all that. So that was her job was to create that curated home. And it still took her years. She did not do it in five months. You know what I mean? So that kind of really put it into perspective for me. And it made me remember like, hey, just start day by day, right? Little actions every day are what get you to where you want to be. You cannot do everything that you want to do or everything that needs to be done in a single day. It's just, I mean, maybe if you hit the lotto and win millions of dollars, sure, you might be able to go crazy and get it all done overnight. But for most of us, it takes time. It takes patience. And when it comes to vintage things in general, you know, if this is what you're trying to create in your home, and even if it's not, if you have a different style that you're wanting to create, it's still going to take you time to find the right pieces and find what you're looking for, right? It's not as easy as going to Walmart or going to Target and getting, you know, getting whatever from there, unless they do have what your style is, right? If you are someone who the whole Opal house line is what you want your house to be like, then yes, you can go to Target It's still going to take time, right? Unless you have an unlimited budget. (laughs) Um, But it's still going to take time to be able to purchase what you want, purchase what you need to get rid of the old and replace it with the new. So just keep in mind that it takes time. And all these beautiful homes that you're consuming on a daily basis, it took them time too. They did not get that perfectly curated home overnight. I promise you. It is years and years in the making. So if you're just now wanting to start that journey, then find solace in the fact that you have time. It will take time. It takes time for everyone. You're not doing anything wrong and it's not something that should be a source of discontentment for you. All right. So that covers the gist of contentment, discontentment, right? But what are some things that you can do, some practical things you can do on a daily basis, a weekly basis that is going to help you either avoid getting into those slumps of discontentment or to just prevent those slumps from happening in general, right? My first tip would be to, number one, if you're not already waking up before your kids, do that. It is a game changer. I am someone who bed shares, so we still have children in our bed, which makes it a little bit more difficult for me to wake up before them because a lot of the times when I get up 
they do get up as well. Um, but I found that, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I get up if they, you know, wake up as well. I bring them out into the living room. I get them all cozy on the couch, put on a show and nine times out of 10, they fall back asleep. So I'm free to have that morning time before they're up. Um, or even if they don't fall back asleep, they just relax on the couch and I'm still able to do what I want or need to do without them interfering. I absolutely love waking up my house and just being able to do some morning chores in peace. I'm able to go out and feed my chickens, feed my goats, change out all the animals' water and things like that. And I'm also able to have some time to reflect. So I guess my first tip would be to get up early, get up before your kids so that you can have that time for yourself. And how best to utilize that time is a very individual thing. So that's up to you to figure out what's going to work best and just be most beneficial for you. However, this next tip is about gratitude. So start your day writing down, depending on the mood that you're in. Um, if you're feeling discontentment with your house based on, you know, the way it looks and that sort of thing, write down what you love about your house. Make a little bullet list, write down everything that you love, everything you're happy about, write down some good memories that are super home specific, things like that, right? Now, if you're not in a slump or you're not, you know, feeling any discontentment with your house, practicing gratitude every single day is just a perfect way to start your day, right? Having a gratitude journal to turn to is an amazing tool for not just everyone, but I think especially mothers, especially homemakers, right? We're, we're doing a job that's never done. The list is never complete. As soon as we check the last thing off, there's 10 new things that have since popped up, right? It is a never-ending job, and it's perfectly normal to get overwhelmed sometimes or feel a little bit down because you feel like no matter what you do, nothing is ever complete, right? Okay, so step, I guess that was the gratitude journal was technically number two. So we'll move on to number three. And that is going to be take a break from social media. Yes, it is possible to consume too much content. It is very possible to scroll too much, right? Sometimes you may just need to delete the app off your phone. I'm not saying delete it forever. Just get it off your phone so it is not there for you to click on, right? So if you find that Instagram is a source of discontentment for you because you're looking at all these gorgeous homes, all these, you know, people who seem to live a fancy life, whatever it may be, um, 
they have something that you don't and that does cause discontentment for you, delete it off your phone for a week or even just a day. You know, start small if you need to. Um, If Pinterest is a bit too much of a rabbit hole for you, you know, if that's where you spend your time pinning what you want your home to look like and obsessing over putting your rooms together and things like that, then delete Pinterest off your phone for a little bit, right? Um, Pinterest is my weakness. I really don't use Instagram much at all, but I do heavily use Pinterest not only from a business perspective, you know, for the blog and the podcast, but also that is my app of choice for leisurely scrolling and getting ideas and inspiration. So sometimes I do have to just, oh, let's remove that off the home screen for a week because I'm getting a little bit too wrapped up in uh, vintage lights and plate switches and, you know, things like that, that I want to put in my house. So yeah, just do it. Just take a break for however long you need. Um, you can always download it back when you're ready, but seriously, just get rid of it out of sight, out of mind. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to take that much needed social media break. Practical tip number four is to take a trip down memory lane. I want you to think about the house or houses that you grew up in. I want you to think about family members' houses that you spent time in. And I want you to take a look at... um, all the houses that you have maybe lived in so far in your adult life. So maybe your first apartment, maybe your first home after you got married um, versus where you're at now, just anywhere that you've lived before wherever you're at now. I want you to really see how far you've come. Think of all the things that maybe you had to put up with in the past that you no longer have to put up with now. I guarantee you once you take a look back at all those houses that you spent time in throughout your life thus far, I can almost guarantee that There's probably a lot of things you didn't like about those that you, you know, don't deal with anymore, or maybe things, you'll find things that you loved about certain houses, and you'll find that same thing in your current house that you never even realized was there. You never realized it was something that meant anything to you. So take some time, think about all those houses that you've lived in, that you've spent time in. You could even think about, you know, a best friend's house that you spent a lot of summer days at, things like that. Just think of all the homes you've been in that have meant something to you or that have held significant space in your heart all these years. Practical tip number five, which is our last tip of the day, is to set a budget and start small. 
if there are things in your home that don't really serve a purpose, like especially, you know, decor, miscellaneous, little knickknacks, things like that, if they're not actively serving a purpose and they don't fit your vision for what you want your home to look like, just go ahead and declutter those, get rid of them, donate them, have a yard sale. Just get all that extra clutter out of your house, right? You may not be able to immediately turn around and replace it with something that does fit your vision, but again, it's better to have a cleaner slate and just see nothing than to see something you don't like and be reminded, hey, I cannot get a piece that will fit that bookshelf right now because it's not in the budget and it's got me feeling a little bit discouraged today, right? So take the time, get rid of whatever does not serve your vision for your home and is not actively serving a purpose. Just go ahead and get rid of that. There is no need to wait until you can replace it. Just get rid of it clear the space. And then you'll be able to have a clearer vision as well. It'll help in picking out pieces and deciding what you want to do with the space. Now, setting a budget. Maybe depending on a lot of factors, pick a monthly budget, a weekly budget, a every three-month budget, whatever works for you, whatever you can squeeze um, set a budget that is dedicated to sourcing whatever it is for the home that you want. So I'm going to give you a personal example. I, like I had mentioned in the beginning, I have a lot of visions for the house, a lot of things I want to change. I mean, down to the hardware on the cabinets, down to the Um, light switch covers down to all the light fixtures. I mean, all the small little details in every single room that I want to change because I understand that it's those small touches and details that can really give your home that unique vintage feel or whatever feel you're going for, right? So I realized that I've you know, wasted a lot of money just buying things because, oh, I I think I need a side table there, so I'll get whatever I can get even though it doesn't fit the vision, right? I decided I'm not going to do that anymore. I decided I'm going to go ahead and just start getting rid of everything that doesn't serve my vision and isn't actively serving a purpose, right? And I'm going to start small. I understand that my vision is going to come alive piece by piece, right? Day by day, piece by piece. It's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight, but I can still enjoy that process, right? So I came up with a number that works for me and I'm going to make it um, a monthly at some point in each month. I'm going to make it to a couple of my favorite local antique spots. And I'm going to go thrifting, go hunting for pieces that fit my vision and that are going to get my home 
one step closer to my overall vision, right? So start small, set a budget, and get get what fits. Get what fits your vision. Stop wasting time and money on things that you are not happy with, right? It's a waste. It's how you build up clutter. It's just overall not going to do anything beneficial for you. So just go ahead and stop doing that. If it doesn't serve your vision, it doesn't serve a purpose and you don't need it. Plain and simple. So start small, set a budget, and go from there. Now that we've discussed some practical tips that you can implement yourself, I just want to finish out the episode with a positive take, right? I want to share this super lovely quote from Louisa May Alcott herself, and it is, the power of finding beauty in the humblest of things makes home happy and life lovely. It truly is the simple things in life. And we live in a time where it's really, really easy to get wrapped up in all the big, crazy, wonderful, extravagant things out there. But when we really take the time to focus on the small, everyday things, that is where you're going to make the most impact. That's where you're going to see the most change. And that's where we can really just make the biggest impact, make the biggest jump from oh, everyone's a little bit sad to, wow, I am super stoked to be home. Everything feels great. The air is happy and I'm no longer feeling that discontentment when I'm home. So take that to heart. Marinate on that quote a little bit. Write it down if you need to. Um, And yeah, just, just take the time to be grateful for what you have to understand that you can have a vision. It's wonderful to have a vision, but understand that it's going to take time and that is perfectly okay. If you need to maybe write down your vision to then be able to have something tangible to look at and assist you in getting rid of the things that do not serve your vision, do not serve a purpose, that's a good way to kind of start that. Um, And if you're feeling, if you're still feeling a hard time um, with gratitude and, you know, maybe you're just having a hard time seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with life in general, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with your home, but you're just feeling a little bit down these days, go out and get involved in your community. It's December. It's depending on where you live, very cold. Um, For us, it got down to 25 degrees last night. And I know for those up north, you're laughing, but that is freezing (laughs) for us. Anything below 40 is like not okay. Um, so there's tons of coat drives going on in my community still. There's tons of blanket drives. There's tons of, um, shelters that are extending hours and extending space and taking more people in. There's tons of soup kitchens expanding and opening up this season. So 
if you're really having a hard time with life, go out, get in your community, donate your time and energy, and I promise you will feel so much better. You will have a new outlook on life. You will be able to help people that need it the most, and that's always going to make you feel good, right? If you're down, you're having a tough day, do something nice for someone else. That is the quickest way to turn your attitude or to turn your day around. So I hope this episode has been helpful. I hope that you're able to create a beautiful vision for your home while also understanding it takes time and that you can be perfectly content with what you have right this moment. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you guys next time.